Welcome to Across the Park Podcast, the only place you can hear banter and debate from both sides of Stanley Park, whether it be blue or red. Sponsored by Their Clothing, Camper Kings UK and affiliation with Betmeet. Hello, welcome to episode 25 of season 21-22 of Across the Park podcast, the only place you can hear and see banter and debates from both sides of Stanley Park. Myself, Ian Mills and Andrew Price are the Evertonians this week. A lot, lot happier, which we'll get into. And as happy as ever, it's like a normal normal week for the Reds. Terry McGiven and Gary Muddy will be talking all about Liverpool's victory in the FA Cup as well. Guys, you're no better place to start for me than Saturday's victory, Everton. Goodison Park against Brentford 4-1. I think the media have, have dissected the game quite well. We don't want we don't want to be Monday night football here, but I can't move on from saying that was a completely different style of play for me. The performance as well. It was so different for me. Do you agree? Or yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Main things for me were the energy, the energy of the players and, and, and the confidence as well. I mean, as the game went on, we press them from the front, we're getting the ball, we're passing it, we're looking sharper, and then the confidence just goes up and up slightly, slightly as the game went on as well. I don't think we ever looked threatened. Their goal was obviously a, a penalty. We never looked threatened apart from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a difference and we can make a difference having a new manager in. Obviously, the way he's setting up training must be different. The, 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 the information he's given them is different. They look like Some of them players look like completely different players. It was, it was, it was mad, but like you say, it was... It was so enjoyable. It was brilliant. I was made up. But, yeah, but the standout performers was uh, who do you reckon stood out? I mean, for me, there was a few that stood out as a team. I thought we played better. But you look at like, I thought Gomez was brilliant as a standout performer and Gordon, who, you know, I've expected from Gordon over the last few weeks. But I think them, they were the two for me. That I thought, yeah, they, they, they look really good on Saturday. No, I can't disagree with that. I thought that's Gomez's best game since he's been on loan. Uh, it, it reminds me of when he was on loan, where we were a possession-based team under Silver, and Gomez was always bringing the ball from the back, and he was trying, he was being the one to turn and try and make moves start. Sometimes they were slow moves that were 10, 15, 20 passes, but he'd always be part of it in his loan spell, and he was again on Saturday. Anthony Gordon is is just getting better and better, even under that period under Benitez, which, which for me is just a stain. I, I don't really want to recall that ever. But even under that period, he was the one who was getting better and better each week. The fans were calling for him. Nobody came on an amazing side derby to a massive roar, like the fans expected Everton to go at Liverpool more because Anthony Gordon was coming on. He's got that level of trust and love already from the fans. What about Tamari Gray? For me, he's, he's in the same bracket. He's getting better and better each week. Yeah, he is. He's really good. And having them three up front, like, there was like a three up front, the three of them, and the energy out of them and the movement out of them, which we haven't seen for... We haven't seen this season at least oh. the, the the sharpness out of the three of them. But yeah, Gray, Gray again, just creating chances, running on the ball and without the ball. I think Leon Osman picked it up on match of the day. The amount of runs off the ball that he done and Gordon done and Richardson done for each other and working together was 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 brilliant. So yeah, Gray as well. But I mean, just the whole atmosphere, the whole the whole. If, you know what it felt like? I felt like just a sigh of relief that. That we're here and, and 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 Benitez is gone and there's a new manager and, and, and yeah. there's a new dawn. But I mean, you've got a caveat with the fact that it's 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 the first game. You know, it's it, it, it's a bounce that you'd hope to have, um, mm. and you just got to hope that the same players that have let us down, it's because of the manager and it's because the new manager comes in and mm. and they've got that about them and they can continue it now and then push it on and push forward. And obviously, the next couple of games are, are vital. But um, but yeah, the whole the whole atmosphere. The whole, I mean, as a fan yourself and me. 
I felt it on the morning of the game. I was looking forward yeah. to the game. I haven't looked forward yeah. to it for ages. Yeah, I, I sat in the Upper Gladys on Saturday. I couldn't get my season ticket seat in the park ends because I took my little boy. And the Upper Gladys seat, you could hear the Lower Gladys seat 10 minutes before kickoff singing Everton songs. And it felt like a proper cup tie. Like I hadn't been there for a while, that atmosphere. I think he would have got that at times under Carlo. I think there was moments under Carlo where we were dying to get the match with me and watch it. It had just gone. That that feel-good factor had just been sucked out. And for whatever reason, now we've had lots of conversations and... and I completely agree with when you say it's the players and things, but my counsel's always been to other people, not just yourself and, and judge it, that that team weren't this bad last season. There is an element that they were being set up awfully wrong under Benitez, because that team, yeah, I don't think it's the best team in the world. I don't even think it's a top six or seven team, but I do think it's a team that, that's better than 16th, and they just needed setting up right. And another name to mention, I thought Mason Holgate was really good, and, and he looked dead in the water this season to me. He looked like he was on his way out. There was rumours that we were looking for him to go out. I thought he was great. I thought he was... Look, it's going to be risky at times, because we, we're playing now in a style where the goalkeeper's going to bring it out, and the defenders are going to have to, you know, play the ball out. And we're going to have moments this season on this podcast, tearing our head out, I imagine, because it's, it's not always going to be great. But one thing Mason Holgate does give you, he's a good footballer. So to have him in there on a Saturday, I thought he links up really well with Andre Gomez. I don't know what you think about that. I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna suddenly say that that you know your Holgates and your Keens are, are players mm-hmm. that should be in our in our starting lineup because they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't, don't think they're good enough. I think one game coming in on a bounce from the manager is okay, but mm-hmm. the amount of times they've let us down over the years, not just under Benitez but under different managers. So yeah, they can't fault the way they played. I thought Keane was still nervous and. When they did sort of run at him, I think he looked yeah. like the Michael Keane that you you sort of you don't want in your team. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Olgate played well, but I'm not going to be I'm not going to be saying he's 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 good enough to play for for us in our first team. Um, certainly not yet. Anyway, they, they've let us down too much. Um, but I agree, they 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 done well. And Olgate, yeah, on the ball he can he can pass it and stuff. But yeah, I think I wouldn't I wouldn't want him I wouldn't want him in my team. Olgate and Keane especially. I think they were the two. Who, as I say, they got, they've had that little boost from the manager, but anyone can do that. Anyone can have that boost. Gomez is another yeah, one who plays well, and he's got a boost, but he needs to do, he needs to be more. Of a, I don't automatically go right. Gomez is in the team against Newcastle. Um, mm. I think it'd still be wary over over making you know him a start and a start and player straight away. Um, but yeah. then that feed, that feeds into whether <laughs> whether whether the, the new signings come in straight away. We won't go into it now, but I think we're going to talk about it later. But that, that it comes into the fact that do you, do you keep the same team or do the, do the new signings come in straight away because we've had that bounce and keep the confidence going? Because he's clearly worked on the confidence. I think that's we've seen the training sessions in the week where he's talking about you know enjoying the ball and, and trying to give them confidence and lots of well done's and stuff like that. And I think that was evident. Everyone just seemed to have a bit more about them. Um, whether that can be maintained, no. Whether you know. You go against Newcastle and they get a little early goal and heads go down and, and we can continue it. I don't know. Um but yeah, it's it's a good start and, and that's all you can hope for. It was, you know, perfect start to what we wanted. The reason I said Holgate and I, I didn't say Michael Keane is because I just think Holgate has shown me more at certain certain times than than Michael Keane. I think when Carlo first came, Holgate was, was influential now we were playing. I think if we're going back to that style of football, I wouldn't be averse to seeing Mason Holgate at least till the summer nailed down a place. Um one negative, really, is Ben Godfrey. Ben Godfrey's been reported to be able to four, four to five weeks now going into into March. We're going to miss Ben Godfrey 100%, but that now means we've only got one left-back at the club. We've seen John Joe Kenny come on and play left-wing-back for the last 15 minutes. The manager obviously thought... 
thought I need to see if, if, if I have to rely on John Joe Kenny this week at some time, whether he can do it. I think as, as well as Mikhailenko did on, on Saturday, which was okay, I think we are now really, really weak. We were weak going into it without Luca Dean. The Godfrey injuries, it, it, it could be it could be a really bad one for us, that couldn't it? Yeah, and it sort of makes you think he'll stick with the with the three at the back. Um, because you know, you've got your three centre backs, haven't you, who finished the game on Saturday. And Mikhailenko, I think it's just a young lad coming from abroad who's who's getting up to up to speed, isn't he? Um yeah. So I think if you play three at the back, that sort of gives him the license not to have to defend as much as he would if in a four. Yeah. So I think that makes sense to, to stick with three at the back. But but you're right if if you know if if he do, if anything does happen to him and you you're, you're relying on either you know a forward type player playing wing back or or John Joe Kenny playing on the wrong the wrong uh, wing, then then you're struggling. Um, but I think because of that I do think he'll stick with three at the back. Um, and I think as you say, if Mason Holgate's in the team and, and performing better than he has been, then it shouldn't be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. I think just, just to probably go towards the end of the Everton bit here, I think it was, what was really impressive for me on Saturday is we heard all the sound bites last week. It was like a, it was like a loving on, tw- on Twitter with Lampard and Evertonians. He was saying all the right things, how he wanted us to play, how he wanted us to set up, how he wanted us to take risks in the area of the pitch where play- players should be taking risks, be a possession-based team who score goals and have shots. The best thing for me was that's what happens on Saturday. It, it didn't. It didn't seem like I don't know. It didn't seem like something that he'd said, and we seen the complete opposite. And I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm now going to Newcastle. Quite confident, and I'm scared. It's scaring me to say that. I feel really good at the moment, but I just think it was really pleasing that I just seen his identity. I've, I've said identity a lot on, on the podcast. I didn't see it with Benitez. I've seen it under Carlo, and at times I didn't like it. I seen it under Marco Silva and Roberto Martinez, and I didn't like it. But at least I seen the identity. I saw it on Saturday. Everything he said, it was happening on the pitch. After a week as well, so it does make you think if he can implement that within a week, and people, you know, the players are listening to him. Yeah. What what struck me the most, apart from the pressing, which I mentioned, was the forward passing. The amount yeah, of yeah. passes we, we we play forward from Allen and, and Michael Keane, especially, and Richardson's yeah. goal was, was was a perfect example of it. But passing forward in between lines rather than turning and going backwards to keep it or or sideways all the time. And I think, as you say, that what? identity of high press, really aggressive out of possession, but then in possession, can you get on the ball? Can you pass forward and, and, and transition as quickly mm-hmm. as possible? If we can keep doing that, I think it will be exciting, hopefully, for the last, last half of the season. Yeah. All right. Final question before the, the Reds jump in, and the Reds can jump in on the Everton bit at the end of the one. But I just want to price your opinion and the reception that Frank Lampard got and and stuff he was given back. He, he seemingly enjoyed his name being sung. He was on the pitch at the end. He took the warm up. I've seen some people say that you know we shouldn't be getting carried away. And we shouldn't be singing his song. Yeah, I'm the opposite. When David Moyes came in, we did, and and that worked. We, where, where do you stand on on like the reaction to Lampard? Is it is it too early to sing his name? Is it too early to show so much love, or is that what football is all about? No, I loved it. I loved the fact that that he was singing his name. All for that. Why not? You know, we yeah. he's come in. We were all at, well. The majority of us are happy he's come in. He's put in a you know our team's put in a, a really good performance under him his first game. Get behind him straight away. Show him. Show him and show the players that were behind him as well, because obviously the players would have got that atmosphere and that uh, that anxiety in Goodison that we weren't behind the previous manager. So let yeah. them know, let everyone know that we're behind this manager and give them as <clears throat> give them as much support as we can, because that, that the fans are massive, especially at Goodison. Yeah, sorry, Terry, I jumped the cut you off there. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, obviously, it, it, it's a great result for you. Um, you know, when and when I'm looking at it, though, I mean. 
is it one of them? Could it be a little bit of a, a false dawn? Obviously, Brentford, you know what I mean? When they first came up in the Prem, I think they were a bit of a you know a surprise package. They got a few good results and stuff. Um, but I'm looking at them at the moment, and I you know they look a team that looks like a little bit a little bit lost. You know when when I'm watching them and stuff, it don't seem like they're anywhere near as sort of effective as they were in the, in the first half of the season. So is, is it is it one of them where you know I think you said that there, Millsy. I'm a little bit like you can already see that sort of that hope. You know is, is coming in like things are changing around, and it's like. You know, he's made things happen in a week. I think he still plays a three at the back, which Benitez has played, hasn't he? And stuff like that. Yeah, there yeah, wasn't a massive formation changes as such. Not a massive formation change or personnel. And it is only one game. I'm not getting over excited. But don't forget, we got beat by Norwich. We've been beat by Watford. So we've been beat by teams who, who are worse mm-hmm. than Brentford. And we haven't performed half as good as we did on, on Saturday. So regardless of the opposition, it's a Premier League opposition. And, and, and yeah, it was the same formation, same players. But I think that's why we are quite excited by it is because it was the same players, the same formation. We had so much more about us than we have the previous weeks. So I think you can you can you can sort of dress up either way, can't you? But I agree. It's, it's not. It's, you don't get overexcited. It's only one game. But when you're watching them and you've seen the, the changes in, in in certain aspects of the game, it is you know it is encouraging. Obviously, you're not you're not gutted, but you're a little bit sort of not dis- disappointed. The wrong way, but. That the first game under Lampard and one that you've put up a four-one win against the Premier League side is in the cup, though. You know, because that would have been probably very, no. very welcome, wouldn't it, in terms of your league stands? I know it's obviously nice to go through in the cup, but you know, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, would you have preferred in a, that? In a weird way. Oh, do you know what? In a in a weird way, the cups the cups a special game, isn't it? And, and fans always approach that differently. You know, you start to get a big FA Cup fourth or fifth round game, and and you, you and as a fan. And you should do it on this podcast the Carabao Cup. You're now counting down how many how many games left, so we have got a real real chance. The cup's always a great day, and I think I think yeah, and I get what you're saying. Three points for Everton Football Club is massive. The sooner that happens, the better. The better I'll feel about the whole situation. On the flip side, the, the argument is the FA Cup of Goodison to tear the team up at four one at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in front of that set of fans. Perfect start for me. Perfect. Nice. Couldn't have asked for a better draw either, could you? Well, you didn't quite get get Man City either, did you? You just got another nice easy draw. Don't be giving me that. But it was it wasn't a dig. It wasn't a dig. It was genuine. The lowest ranked team left in the competition. I wouldn't Big be an Evertonian if I weren't worrying about Boreham Woods. I'm worrying already. Trust me. <laughs> worrying about it already. Um, but no, place place is at the nail on the head. They're not getting carried away. But just to end the Everton section, going down, are we? Stay up and win the cup. That's what I am. <laughs> so seeing a few of them songs around Twitter again. Seems to have lost Teddy there. It's coming Teddy's up. enough. Yeah, his, his device is not connected, so I think his wife's turned the Wi-Fi off on him. He's been a naughty boy on the podcast too long. So, Gary, to start with you, I start with you on the um, the Liverpool section. Um, it, it, I didn't watch any of it, so I'm, I'm looking at the stats. I'm looking at the the, the game and play on social media. It looks to me quite convincing. Is that the case? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I thought from from minute one we were by far the better team. We we looked up for it. We were in control. The game was basically played in their half a large part of it. Um, they, they had a few little lumped balls up where they tried to break, and they, they maybe had, had a couple of half chances where they fizzed the ball across the box and things. But uh, for for the majority of the game, yeah, we were massively in control. Um, I was a little bit disappointed by. 
the midfield though. You know, we had Curtis Jones and Abicator there who realistically should be absolutely bossing that game, should be running the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a little bit anonymous. You know, you had Henderson doing the, the, the little bit of the holding role and didn't have a lot to do really and what, and what he did have to he'd done all right. So, and the forwards played well. You know, Jota was his, his usual self where he's loads on the ball. He was getting good good chances. Should have had a couple of goals before he before he got his, his first. Um, but yeah, Jones and Navigator, it's just the same again for, for me. You know, a I, 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 couple of weeks ago I said about Jones, he, he's been frustrating me loads. And then the very next game, he, he did have a good game. But then it's back to this, the, the Jones that I was talking about a couple of weeks ago. He's just, he's not really imposing himself on the game for me. And it's he's, he needs to book his ideas up really because him and Navigator, we're starting to get a bit of a full squad together again now. And if that, if, if they're the performances that they're going to put in, they're going to get left behind. Yeah, I, you know, you, you've hit the nail on the head there, guys. Sorry, I, I dropped off there. I think I lost my connection. Um, but, you know, you're watching it, aren't you? You're seeing, like, Curtis Jones is getting opportunities in this Liverpool team and then starting to feel like he's not really capitalising on that chance. You know, he's, he's starting in centre midfield for Liverpool. When Trent got brought into the team, it was immediate impact. You could see, you know, he was yeah. ready and, and, and he was making, making things happen. Harvey Elliott, the start of this season, and he was playing in that centre mid sort of role, like attacking midfield. He was having an impact where you were like, he's got to start the next game. Curtis Jones isn't having that impact. He's wasting opportunities in that midfield. Um, it's frustrating what... as well because when he did first break in, he looked like you know we've got a, we've got a player on our hands here. He could if he, if he goes from strength to strength and keeps improving, he could be a worldy. But he just seems to have a he seems to have had a big drop off. It's not even a slight one for me. It's it's, it's a it's a bit of a big drop off. Lad, do you yeah, think it's well, um, you're saying there about the drop off? Do you think it's that second season syndrome that some young players do seem to have? Does it look like that to you, or look like more? It doesn't. It doesn't to me. I, I, I don't think he can really say he's, he's having a second season syndrome as such. Do you know, it's like he, what did he play last season? Twenty twenty odd games or something. I mean, for me, it's like when I watch him, I think he's he's just <clears> slow. He's too slow and like too deliberate in what he's doing when he's getting on the ball. It's like I think he's for me, it's like when he probably plays at, a, at like a more of a you know, not not Premier League level when he's playing for like one of the youth sides, probably gets loads more time on the ball. And it's like he wants that extra time, he always takes an extra touch, very deliberate. We start to become a bit obvious, like it looks like he always wants to get it onto that you know, that right foot so he can bend one in, you know, or, or and like what he scored, remember in the derby, the derby goal. Yeah, and it feels like teams just know exactly what he wants to do. I'm not watching him thinking he's doing anything like interesting, or you know, he, he he's go he's beating he's beating a man and, and he's committing men and stuff. It's like he's getting on the ball, and all he wants to do is get into that sort of just on the edge of the box and bends one in. And it but, yeah, and he holds on to it too long as well. He there's a perfect example of it with with how slow he is when Simakas got down the left hand side at one point to overlapping. And he had to try and hesitate his run because Jones took ages. By the time he gave me, he was offside. Yeah. And yeah, and you know, if that's Mane, that's getting slipped in, and Simicast is having a having a free run at their at their centre half to put a put a ball in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is it, it is a bit frustrating. And again, like I said before, with, with the team that we with the players that we've got coming back now, and the team and you know, Harvey Elliott's come back, we've got we've got Diaz now. He could find himself falling down a pecking order, and, and he might not get as many chances as he has been getting recently. This yeah, is when he needed to take that opportunity. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you mentioned Cater there, and I think everyone on this podcast knows my view on Cater. He continues <laughs> to basically do nothing. You know, like where I'm at, I've literally got no idea what he offers, why we're even still paying him a salary, because he doesn't do anything as a Liverpool player. Every time I watch him, it's like, what What do you actually bring to this team? Nothing. Just a, Come just on, a... Terry, be honest. Frustrating, <laughs> <laughs> though, because, you know, we're talking about Cater Jones, right? He's a young lad. It's, you know, it's... It's unfortunate that he's not having the impact that, that we want him to have. And but he's got time on his side. Kater, oh, he was just nearly a 60 million quid signing. And it's like, what why are you not dominating that game against a champion a, a lowly a lowly ranked championship side as well? Do you know what I mean? It's like and they were sitting back and, and giving time. I was gonna say who were actually giving you the chance to dominate it as well. They weren't even like all over us or anything when we had the ball, they weren't pressing hard or anything. No, he had it, the chance to run the game there and he never. There's just nothing. There's not. There's a sooner. Yeah. Honestly, we ship him because I. It, it frustrates me that he even comes on in games now. It's just literally like just there's there's other players that I want to see get opportunities before him. You yeah. know what I mean? So he's just going to get further and further down the pecking order. We just need to say to him in the summer, definitely. Yeah. As time goes on as well, as as the value is going to go down as well with these performances, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just just not in there. Well, you move on to Jota. If you, if you think in the absence of, of Salah and Mane and, you know, Firmino, we're not really used to him getting us goals or anything like that. The the amount we've relied on Jota's goals and the, the amount he's stepped up in this period, it's just been incredible. And he just never yeah. seems to amaze. That was, that was like, you know, that header. It was like like one that you've seen like Suarez do, you know, where it's like you've got no real right to sort of like dig it out and, and, and get that. That angle and that power on it, and he's so good in the air as well for the for the size of him and that he's so so good in the air. Yeah, yeah. Just, he, he miss. I tell you what, though, he misses some one on ones, though, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that little like turn that he's done, he's done, he's done all the hard work, and then puts it right at the keeper anywhere else yeah. in the goal, he scores there. But the, the thing is, and I think we've said it on this podcast, though, it doesn't seem to like affect his game, does it? Like yeah. it's it's not like where he's like you can see him then. F- fuming about it you know where it's like it's upsetting and he's snatching at other chances and stuff yeah it's almost just like he goes, on it and he gets on with it last i'll just keep going and i'll get another chance and in a way that's what salah's like isn't it you know salah's Sal yeah. been frustrating hasn't he even in his first season he'd, he'd miss like proper basic ones where you're like how's he missed that many and then he'll pull a world out and you sort of like it just doesn't bother still, him. still scored 40 odd holes <laughs> yeah but because i've been on about 80 with some of the easy ones that he missed in that first season remember but I think you know one one thing that is a bit concerning for me, and I said it to, to the fellow who I was sitting next to in, in in the game. I haven't watched us batter aside for ages. You know, man, you in the derby with the like two. Well, but the, if you think about it, there quite a while a while back now. So I'm not watching us at the moment and thinking we're dismantling teams or anything. You know, I thought first half again we were poor. You know, we seem to start games very slow at the moment, and I'm not. Or with the opposite, we'll go for half an hour and then we take our foot off the gas. It's like you can't seem to put together a complete 90 minute performance at the moment. You know, I don't know what that is, but it's a bit of a worry because I just, I don't see, I don't see us like sort of having that boss momentum at the moment. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like you just can't quite get it right. It's like a good half an hour or we'll let teams come back into the game or we start terrible. And then we have to bring everyone on to sort of like get a result or you know to, to make sure to to get the points it's i don't know what it is i just don't feel like we're in that really slick moment you know where everything we've had, is. We've had a lot of breaks this season though haven't we with with a few games getting called off with COVID and and with the obviously we've just had the break there the, the winter break and we seem to be better 
when we're playing midweek right. weekend midweek weekend we're, we're about to get back to that now so maybe hopefully like as we've seen in the past that form can come with we're playing more games yeah um, and like i've said a couple of times now we, we we're, we're going to have a, a full squad soon with very little injuries we're going to have you know the, the big players back from you know from afcon and stuff like that so you know they do play Teddy got excited as well didn't you gonna leave again <laughs> <I scream. laughs> the, best thing, the best thing about this is everyone who's watching this now is like all them players coming back i mean it, it, it and for the first time in ages you know the bench is going to look good as well isn't it yeah, so the, putting putting a run together now, I think, is is important, especially with you know everyone keeps talking about the the, the Premier League and you know Man City. We're only we're only going to be three points if we can win our game in hand and beat them. But that Man City game's not for like ten games or something like that. So if we can put a bit of a run together now. It, it, it's it's extremely important for our you know for the running really. You know we we've got the the Carabao Cup final. We've got the next round of the FA Cup. We've got the Champions League starting again soon next week i think and then and obviously trying to trying to push for that premier league as well so we we really really could do with a, a, a you know a good few weeks of of a of a run and start put a bit of pressure on city you know see what see what they are made of yeah and that's it you know that's what that's what i want to see is, is start to build up that momentum you know what i mean and, and as you say put the pressure and i think they've had it a bit too easy this season so far even though we're still within touching distance um just you know as you say we're in within every competition which is what we've always said we wanted to be in at the end of the season is you know right there to the last in, in every competition and hopefully go on to win them so you know we've got a chance to get silverware early on in the season we've got a chance in them other competitions to go and win them as well so just want to see us start to really put it together now you know get our strongest side out hopefully people stay fit and we do start to build up that momentum because obviously we've shown that when when we do click you know, at times this season it's been awesome, like awesome hasn't it you know like we've literally dismantled a couple of of, of you know, in games that are high-profile games, so I just want to see us get back to that. You know, that real ruthlessness um, that I don't quite think I've seen over the last couple, like month or two. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's that's something that we can start to see again. Um, looking at like any other performances, was was there any standout? Any other standouts for you there on, on, at the weekend, guy? No, I, I just think you know we got asked a, a, a couple of questions defensively. Um, which is a, a bit of a slight concern, you know. They got in, they got in a couple of times, got behind Canate, they got Absolutely. behind Simicas, being able to fizz balls in the box and stuff. Um, but other than that, I, I think that the rest of the game, they, they you know, they see now quite well the defence. Paul Keller, Keller was quite good again, you know. Barring, barring the, barring the one, yeah, barring that one where he comes out and he, you know, he I don't know what he done. Completely mistimed it, mis, mis kicked it. Um, but other than that, you know, he, he 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 does come off his line quite quick. He, he's quite commanding. He, he's starting to learn that side of the game. I think. I think when he first broke into the team, he was a little bit hesitant. You know, he wanted to sort of stay stay close to his line, and he didn't really want to come out. But I think the confidence has grew with him there, with with more and more games that he's getting. And you know, quite happy to rely on him should we need to for a, for a couple of games if Allison's ever missing for whatever reason. Yeah, um, I definitely feel safer with him than. Adrian, you know, like after Adrian yeah. caught us a few times last season, you know, like in in with the Champions League exit and stuff like that, it's like, you know, it, it, it's definitely. I, I feel a bit more comfortable with him being the backup, you know, like yeah. the, the first choice backup. But I, I still, you know, I still maintain that. Like again, 
the way our keepers are, like they're going to keep finding themselves in that, that position where they're going to have to race off the line. You know, we keep we keep saying it the way that we we employ our line. You need goalkeepers who are going to do that because you know the gap between our defensive line and, and the keeper is so big that if you've got to play a team who play on it, you're going to have them 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 sort of moments, and we've just got to take that, I suppose, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. And another little, uh, another a decent draw for us again. Norwich at home. Um, seeing, yeah. seeing Man City's name get drawn out, and I just thought we're going to get some horrible team here, aren't we? It's just as if, as, if, as no. that happens to you, as if. When does that ever happen to you? It never happens to them. We don't, we don't get that Man City in the cup treatment where we play like tier division teams and all that for about. You, you just cry about them doing it while you get fucking championship sides or something. Not you yeah. just had Cardiff and Norwich. It was, it was the third round against Cardiff. Would have beat you? So shut it. It was the third round. <laughs> it was in the third round. Uh, Shrewsbury. Fucking woe is me. Woe is me, Reds. I can't believe it. <laughs> But um, uh, obviously, before I said you were talking about performance, yeah, we've had a few questions. Um, I know you spoke with Harvey Elliott already for Paul from the Will. He wants to know particularly does Elliott now come straight back in because of his early season form and now he's fit? I don't know whether he comes straight back in because he's going to be coming, you know, he's, he's getting fit at the same time that you've got like Thiago fit, Henderson fit, Fabinho coming back, and all that. So I still think that's our strongest midfield, and that's the midfield that we've seen. You know, when we've been really, really good this season, is is, is them three. Um, so I, th- I think he will have to naturally fight, fight to get his place back, um, as good as he was at the start of the season. I don't think he goes straight back in the team. Um, plus, you've got to you've got to be respectful of the fact he's come back from a pretty serious injury, so you don't want to rush him. You know what I mean? But I, d- I definitely think he'll have parts to play, and I think we'll start to see him be used, you know, off the bench and stuff, and, and maybe be used in. In the odd game as a starter here and there, a bit more than probably Curtis Jones will, um, and certainly more than probably Kater and maybe even Oxley Chamberlain will, um, even even though they're they're fit as well. I think Klopp likes likes Elliot, and from what we've seen of him, you can trust him. He's a good player. You know, he he, he belongs in in the conversation. Um, so I don't know whether for me he, he'd definitely be an automatic starter from like you know the next game. Um, I don't know whether you think any different, but it was great to see him, and his goal was absolutely boss. You know what I mean? It's like. He's a boss player, isn't he, Gal? Yeah, he, uh, not really much more to add. I, th- I think with what Klopp said in his interview after he said, you know, he's come back from a big injury, you can't, you can't rush these things, but it was the right moment to bring him on, get him some minutes and get, get some game time in his legs. I think that that sort of tells you that he won't be playing on Thursday. Um, but again, I think if, if the game's going quite well, I, I, I think you'd probably see him in the last 15 again, maybe get some more minutes in. Uh, Maybe not so much if we're chasing it. I think if, it, if it's a close game and, and there's, there's a, we've still got to play for the win, I, I don't think he'd be risked then because it might be a bit too much. Um, but hopefully, you know, on that, hopefully we do see him because that I mean the, the, the game's seen out and, and he can get some more minutes in. I think what, what he does as well, what we've seen from at the start of the season, when he is playing and when he was, you know, performing well, he frees up Salah quite a bit because he was going out a lot to the right from the centre mid position. He's going a lot uh, out out wide, and Salah was just getting a bit of a free roll then. But they were linking up really well together as well, so yeah. that'll be really good to see again. Um, you know, because we, we we need we need to find someone who, who was doing what Firmino was doing at the start with with Salah because Firmino seems to have lost that that bit of a link up play. Um, and if Jota's going to be staking his claim in, in the team. If Elliot can come in and start doing that with Salah and, and, and you know having that that good uh, relationship with him, 
then it's only positive things for Liverpool. Yeah, and I think the thing with Elliot, you know, it might be a case of like he might not play Thursday, but he might play against Burnley because they're likely yeah. you know, to sit back against us, and that's who we struggle against. There's teams that sit back, but he's got the ability to sort of commit a man, you know, and 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 take someone on or do a one-two and go, you know, to as you say to open up them gaps and and you know give defenders and, and midfielders something else to think about so that they're not just focused on Salah and, you know, draw them out. Um, so it could be that you, we see him against them sort of tight defences and, you know, the low blocks a bit more because he gives us that extra dynamic edge, you know, in the, in the midfield that we don't see. Whereas in the bigger games, I still expect we'll probably see a Fabinho Thiago with Henderson as the sort of, yeah. you know, the, the, the sort of front of the midfield. So... Yeah, it's it's good that we're starting to have them options again, though, innit? That's that's the main thing. Um, you know, when you know, look strong and with a strong bench and, and possibly with alternatives that we can use instead of you know, sort of little bit square pegs and round holes. We haven't even mentioned the new the new signing. What did what did you think of Diaz? Did, did you flap when he went down holding his knee? Yeah, I did a little bit because I thought <laughs> oh, no, what's happened there? That's nightmare that, you know. Um but I thought he looked really good, to be honest. As good as you can look on 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 your yeah. debut. You know what I mean, he obviously came there. It was absolutely freezing on Sunday. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I just felt like I needed defrosting after the match. So he's there in his short sleeve, and I thought he's not gonna like this cold. But he just sort of like came into the game, and no, he, he it, it's hard, isn't it? He's, he's coming into an FA Cup tie against the Championship side at Anfield in his debut game. He's probably thinking, don't know what to expect here, but. Thought he gave a good account of himself. He was he was battling for the ball. You know, when he was on the ball, he looked comfortable and, and knew what he was doing. He obviously had a hand in a goal. Great, great first day. Wanted really. it as well. Wanted the ball. He, he was always looking for it. And he, if, if he weren't getting it on when he'd made a little run, he'd come looking for it again and makes more space to, to receive it. And the, the little bit of skill that with the ball control, with, you know, close control with his feet, that, that was lovely to see. Um, yeah, and you, you couldn't really ask for much more from us from us opening what twenty minutes yeah. in, in a red shirt. So, yeah, more of that to more of that to come. And do you think he'll play on Thursday? Um, possibly. I think there is a chance. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, what 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 would your front line be like? Jota, Firmino, and Minamino. I'd rather play him than Minamino. To yeah. be honest. Um. So I know there's rumours talking... Salah wants to wants to get back in the fold, but. I, I, yeah. I think I'd rather just give him a week off. He's played he's had a, a few extra time, extra times there with Egypt, hasn't he? And yeah, yeah. So you know, I, it, I, I, I read Klopp saying today that the, the pair of them are going to go back to their countries for a short period this week. So I don't know whether he'd be available anyway. But it's probably a good place to leave the Liverpool section. Did, did you watch the Fcon final? What are your thoughts on it? Did you, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Because Klopp did say actually, didn't he? One, one's going to come back ecstatic. One's going to come back not so much. Do you think Salah's the kind of person this derails him, or is just business as usual? I think if anything, it, it would it be derail Mane more than it derail Salah, as it been the other way round. I think if anything, it'll, it'll push Salah on to to want to win more. He'll, he'll want silverware after that, getting beat in a final. Um, yeah, I watched the game. I did watch it. Um, I t- <laughs> Mane missing the penalty early on, and I was just and Salah having a word with the goalie, and and I just thought, ah, oh, is that? I don't want that to become bad blood. I, I think the the best outcome probably happened towards the end of the game there. You know, yeah. Mane getting the winning penalty, Salah not having to take one, so we, neither of them have missed to to concede the, the the final type thing. Um, that was me big me big worry. I just didn't want one of them to miss it to lose it. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't. If you're a professional footballer, you can't grumble if your teammates go to you know in a national game that you play in 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 a in a major tournament for them. You know, it's like really, uh, you know, you, can you really speak your dummy out and say you shouldn't have told them that? You know, it's like what can you really tell them anyway? You, you go, remember yeah, Ronaldo with Rooney. <laughs> yeah, I, you'd expect players to be a bit more, you know, thicker skins and a bit, a bit, a bit stronger than that. Um, but hopefully, you it have the same two players who, who are arguing over being subbed in that past two, aren't you? That Burnley the other season, you are talking about those same two players who was having a spat. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, that's that's because they're hungry to score goals. I, I, Mills is praying here. I don't think it's going to cause any. I don't think it's going to cause any problems. That no, I don't. It's, it's just one of them things, isn't it? but I didn't watch it. I'll be honest, it I haven't really tuned in that much to the to the Afcon. I don't think it's the uh, been the great. I have seen one or two games, and they were just really low standards. I was like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm it's yeah, not really. Right. Good. But I'm like that with national, international football generally, anyway, as you know. But yeah. Okay, so second second part of the show, we're going to preview the games coming up. Everton have got a big game against Newcastle on Tuesday, a game which is. Evertonians have waited for really. It's a game that can really define our season. We're going to preview that. We've also got a big game on Saturday against Leeds United at home. The Reds play Leicester and Burnley. They're going to preview that as well. Price is going to turn into Monday Night Football Andy Gray of the 90s with a split screen in a minute. So you can look forward to that. Before we get to there, big thank you to our sponsors as always Camper Kings UK. If you're going on a boys' weekend, a girls' weekend, a family trip, whether it be just a few days or even a big trek across the country, please head over to Camper Kings UK. Uh, quote ATP or across the park podcast at your checkout. They'll throw in a bottle of bubbly and some free insurance on the boys at the podcast. Please go and do that, especially now we're going to get someone coming back in the warm weather. That's a, that's a great opportunity to get over to Camper Kings UK and book something with the family or the boys or girls. Big shout out as always to our friends over at Fair Clothing, VIRclothing.com. A great range of men's clothing, whether it be t-shirts, polos, jumpers, jeans. Uh, make sure once you spend your life savings, we will help you out a little bit. Put ATP20 at checkout to get you 20% off. And as always, our affiliates over at BetMate. We are back this week with BetMate. If you download the BetMate app on Android or Apple, and have a look for the Across the Park League on there. And it's Across the Park Tubble Header. And you're allowed to pick your, your, your team, a mix of players to get some points from from whoever Everton are playing, plus Everton, whoever Liverpool are playing, plus Everton. And the winner, as Gary Murray can attest to, gets a few quid for the sake of three quid. Gary's won a game already. I think Judges won two. That, that does not surprise me at all. Money goes to money, as they say, but we invite you to come and challenge Judge and Gary and, and take some money off the boys over at the Across the Park League on Betmate. Tracy, you were telling me off here, you, you've picked your team already, or you've at least had a go at it. Where are we? Yeah, I picked one this afternoon. If you just have a look at it, yeah, I'll try and get it on the screen now. Um, so this is the Across the Park uh, podcast, as you can see, Mersey Double. This is the team I picked. I'm just going to swap out Yeri Mina for, um, for, some, for Trippier. So remove Mina. Put Trippier and I don't like to use too many Everton players because it seems to... Uh, I did at the very start and it just didn't have the effect <laughs> I wanted it to have, so I don't put many Everton players in. I'll just save this now and then. Uh, also, the one Everton player I do have is, is Damari Gray. I fancy him to, to have a decent game. I'm going to make him my captain, so he gets extra points when he's the captain, so I've just added him as my captain. Um, so that's my team that I've picked. And as you can see, if you click on the rules... You can see who gets the points, how they, how they score points, what the scoring points for. Um, so have a look at that before you pick your team, see who you think might perform well for you. Um, 
and good luck for everyone. As you say, you see there, three pound bet and minimum pound, uh, minimum one hundred pound payout. If anyone wants to join the across the park Merseyside double uh, for the Everton game on Tuesday and the Liverpool game on Thursday. I need to change my team because I, I think I put Godfrey in, um, but obviously after hearing that he's that he, he's going to be out, I'm going to have to make some changes to mine. Well, you can. Yeah, I, yeah, well, I, I always put my team in and wait for the team to be announced because you can always change it once the team's announced as well. So I've, I've been doing that lately. Yeah, um, up, up to five minutes before kickoff, you can change your team. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that's going to be with Everton playing on Tuesday. That'll only be up until five minutes before the Everton game, and then you're stuck then for the Liverpool game. So get your get your Newcastle and Liverpool players in early. <laughs> Gary, you're going, yeah, as the only man on this four-man show this week, who, who took some money from the Betmate app. Have you got any tips? What are you going for? Are you going for players who play 19 minutes, players who score goals? What are you, what are you going for when you're well, the, the big thing for me when when I, when I did win was Fabinho. He was he was there with, and a lot of his points came from tackles and interceptions. I think that's the big thing that separates it from like a, the fantasy league leagues that you can enter. Um, it, it's not just like if you're captain, you you're forwards, you get double points for you for whoever you're captain, but. If you're captain of midfielder, you're more likely to get more points. That's what I've found. And and for your vice captain as well, you don't get you don't get any points for them in, in normal fantasy league. In this, you get 1.5 extra points, uh, times points for your vice captain. So it's yeah. worth making sure you you think about who you are going to captain and vice captain. Um, I think I've, yeah, said it, I've said it a few times. Like you've just been, we've talked about Jota and how good he's been. You know, for for us and he's classes in midfielder on the game. So. Yeah. If he has a good game and you captain him, you can say, rank you some serious points. That's why I put Gray as my captain there then, because he's, he's similar to that, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it's all good fun. Is it? It'll cost you three quid to join. And as, as Judge said on his podcast before, if you watch it in game and it just changes, you can see a live leaderboard. You can, you can plan your dominoes and then cancel it within 10 minutes. It's, it's a really <laughs> fun fun app. If anyone's on Twitter, go and find a Betmate app. It's um, at Betmate underscore app. You'll find some more information about BetMate on there, but if you're on Apple or Android, you can download the BetMate app from both stores on there. Whilst you're on Twitter, give us a follow if you haven't already, at Across the Park PC on Twitter and Instagram. If you've got Facebook, we are also on there, at Across the Park Podcast. Pricey, I've said there that this Newcastle game has has took a little bit of a life of of its own, really, because we've not took as many points as we've needed to. We've seemed to get closer and closer to that dreaded position where one team always gets dragged into every season. We've got Leeds on Saturday, another team around us. How big are these two games for our season? I think the massive Lampard's tried to tried to talk this down in his press conference this afternoon. He said, let's just use it as, a, as an isolated game and, and see how we get on and, and regroup after it. But I, I don't see it like that. I think it is big. I think mm. I think it's a big game. As, as we spoke about before, the confidence is up after Saturday. And if we can get this win, more so winning. If we if we can get the win, I think a draw wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad. But if we can get that win and keep the momentum going, and we go in then again, we'll go into Saturday against Leeds, and, and we're we're flying then. And then at home against Leeds on Saturday, you wouldn't expect us to get beat. Um, so I do think it's a massive game. Newcastle for, for Newcastle as well. Though it's you got their fans are going to be up for you. You've got a few of their new signings. They're similar to us. I mean. Eddie Howe hasn't had the best start, you know, to, to his managerial career, but that's because I think it's fair to say Newcastle's squad was 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 depleted. So they've made a couple of signings and they're open to have a bit of a bounce back from that. So I do, I do think it's massive. Um but I, I not that I'd I wouldn't take a draw, but I don't think it's a draw at the end of the world for us. I think it is for Newcastle, but I don't think it is for us. But what, what about you? Are you are you are you happy to, to play it down or do you think this is a, a big one for us? It's massive. 
It's absolutely massive. We we cannot. You've said there, and I agree. A, a draw isn't the worst result for us. The absolute worst result is to let Newcastle take three points off Everton on Tuesday night. That would that would really, really not only derail what we've got at the minute, which is a feel good factor. It would put the players back back to where they were before Frank Lampard come in. It will give Newcastle the lift to say we can we can jump these at some point. We don't want to be in that position. I would really like Everton to take the game to Newcastle tomorrow. And just remember, if any, any Everton player is in the air now going to Newcastle and seemingly watching this podcast for whatever reason, it's only Newcastle. Go and take the games then. Forget about all this noise that I'm responsible for, Price is talking about as well, the fans on Twitter, the media. It's fucking Newcastle United. Take what you've done on Saturday and take it into the game. I would really like us, Pricey, to start on the front foot on Tuesday and not because their crowd, their crowd will be up. Nails just... Newcastle will be looking at Everton as a team they can beat. We've got to be really clever here and say no. You gang of mugs, we'll take it to use. <laughs> we, we can, you know what it's like. Newcastle are the same, are the same as Everton. You can turn the crowd against them from from having yeah. a good atmosphere to start with. If we come on the front foot. We press like we were pressing against against Brentford, and we and we play a bit more direct in our passing like we did against Brentford. Then you know what the players like Newcastle players will go to pot the crowds, will get on the back, and then it's advantage Everton. So it's about turning the crowds against them as, as quickly as possible. Um, do you think? Do you think the fact that they've made a few signings in this window, we're all going to be coming in, not really, never played together before. If if they do start them all, as opposed to Everton, although you've had a pretty poor season and your, your players haven't been great. The, the the players who gelled, who know each other, who trained together all season for two seasons, the majority of them, um, they've had that good result there against Brentford. Do you think that could play in your in your favour? Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to be in our position than theirs because the, the couple of signings that they've made, um, whether they go into the team to start with or not, I don't I don't think. I mean, the quality wise, I, I don't even think that it's it's. It's on par with Everton squad. To be fair, the, the the quality that they've brought in, even though it's better than what they've got, I think we are still our starting lineup still better than theirs. And as you say, we've got we've got a team that you know we'll be we'll be on the back of a win. We've had a, a week and a half of, of training. We've got a team who who, who know how to play against each other, uh, play with each other, and know that if they do perform to the standards on a Saturday, they, sh- they should win. And I think that's the difference that that we've got to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean who. In terms of starting lineup, I was going to mention to you, Millsy, is it is it a case of bringing Delhi straight in and, and or Van der Beek straight in, or do you keep it as it is for Saturday, or maybe bring one in? What, how would you play it? It's tough, isn't it? Because we're talking about the feel good factor being back. We're talking about being happy, and it's all based on what that eleven's on on Saturday. Do do you then disrupt that? Do you then say, okay, thank you for that, but here's here's two new signings coming in and taking two players, please. I, I mean, I wouldn't be against. Changes being made, but I would also see the reasoning for no changes being made, if that makes sense, and seeing if, if we can just continue where we left off. You've got to bring Yerry Mina back in because Ben Godfrey is um, is injured. Whether Yerry Mina, after being away playing twice for Colombia last week or playing one side and then staying with the squad for the second game, can play two games in, in four days, that, that's a risk by itself, considering we've got no Ben Godfrey and we've got a young left back. Does Branthwaite come back in on that basis or, or do you play me and with the eye playing Branthwaite on Saturday? I don't know. I don't think the Everton team on Tuesday is, is easy to predict. We, we've done times where we've done the start 11 and said it's picked itself. I, I think this is a game, and again, going into Saturday, which is impossible to predict without seeing the Newcastle game, I can't pick the team. 
either way. I think Newcastle's team picks itself. I think that we're now in February. I think they play every new signing they brought in. I think they've had they they will have to. They'll see this game as a as a chance to to put three new players in this in the team that they brought last week. Does that then mean that we don't? Are we in a better position to not do that and to have a team who are probably hugging each other on Saturday at five o'clock and, and that the managers praised them and they're feeling good? Is the benefit to keep that team together on the basis that Newcastle will change their team? I don't know. What do you think? I'm a big one for momentum, mate. And I think if you've got momentum going and you get a win, I think keep the same starting lineup, especially a new manager coming in. They've earned the right to be in the, in the starting lineup. No one will want to come out of that game. So you've earned the right. You've won. You've won. You've you've done what I've asked for. Saturday, you've all you've all got another chance. Tuesday, do it again. Do it again. Tuesday, you got your chance to stay in the team, especially with those two new signings who will definitely be in the squad on the bench. They're looking over the shoulders. They they can just improve the the quality of the performance. Hopefully, by not even playing or not even coming on the or not even starting on the pitch. So, and then you've also then you've got the chance of if Newcastle do tire, if they've got new signings who aren't quite gelling, then you can bring Deli Ali on after an hour or. You know, to, mm. to, to inject some creativity or whatever. So I keep it as it is. I, I know I said before about, you know, your Holgate and your Keynes and your Gomez and stuff and the you know, automatic starters, but I do believe in momentum. I think they've all had a decent game Saturday. Give them another chance on Tuesday and let them let them carry on as, as they are with, as I say, with those new signings on the bench who can come on and maybe affect the game if they need to. No, yeah, I mean, as, as a red, like, looking at it, I think you should be mad to start Ali and, and Van Der Beek. They haven't hardly played any football for a long time you know you you as you're saying mills you want to take the fight to newcastle you want a high intensity you know sort of get at them you want players who are fit enough and able enough to do that you know like and coming off the back of a big win you know the the, the, the midfield and stuff that you had there is probably better place to do that isn't it than basically asking players to come in cold who've, who've hardly featured for their you know prior clubs when Deli ali has played the season he's looking knackered after about 40 minutes you know when i've seen him play and stuff so I, I, I think you're definitely better off bringing them off the bench as opposed to starting them. I think it's crazy to start them in a game of this importance, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so look, it's impossible to predict Saturday. We have got leads on Saturday, but with the game in midweek, as, as the Reds know as well, when they, they play in midweek, it's hard to preview the Saturday game. But but look, Pricey, we'll, we'll try very, very quickly. Leeds are home. It's another three o'clock on a Saturday. It, it's a recipe for another great atmosphere. That's a game Everton have got to win at home, isn't it? The Newcastle one you referred to there, yeah. that you know, a point keeps them at arm's length. Got to beat Leeds for me. Got to beat Leeds. Got to. 100% got to. And I think, as much as you can't predict it, I think a decent result against Newcastle, whether that is hopefully a win, but if it's a, if it's a draw, then we go into, go into the Leeds game still up on confidence. Anything, anything but a defeat against Newcastle, and I think we'll be going into that Leeds game full of full of hope and confidence of, of beating them. But yeah, you're right. It's It's... It's a massive one, the Leeds one as well. We've got to win that game. There's no excuses for that one. Okay. Millions dollar question, Pricey. How's it going Tuesday? Are Everton going at them? Are Everton winning the first half? Are Everton winning the game? How do you see it playing out? Uh, I think we'll come out fast. I think we'll come out and we'll, we'll try and be aggressive. We'll try and close them down from the front, especially if them from three play again. I think we'll try and, try and smother them a little bit. Um, and I think we'll come out the blocks fast. If we can try and, as I said before, if we can try and... Um, Reduce their crowd to you know, quieten them down. A few grumbles, maybe nick a goal. I, I fancy us. I mean, it might be heart overhead type of thing, but I fancy us. Fancy us on Tuesday. I think we'll. Um, I think we we'll get a decent result, and I fancy us to win. What about you? Do, do, do you reckon? Or 
Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was going to say predictions, but before I, before I do that, there's one name you haven't mentioned who's fit again, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who I don't think will start, but what an option to have on the bench if things aren't going well. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's fit again. He's, he's travelled with the team down to, up to Newcastle, sorry. For me, look, I'm confident. I, I, I think Newcastle, I don't think they're a very good team. I, I think the new signings, the, the quantity of new signings they're going to put into the game, I don't think it's going to work for them. I think the crowd will be up for it, and, and I think they might have moments of individual quality because they've signed some good players. Everton are better than Newcastle. I expect a goal in each half, and Everton to win 2-0. What about you? Um, I'll go two one Everton. Cause, uh, uh, yeah, two one. I think it'll be it'll be quite tight. I think, but I fancy us to fancy do fancy us to win. Okay, fair enough. Um, we'll leave the Leeds preview. I mean, it's, uh, the prediction. It, it, it's really hard to do that, but we will have another um, across the park Merseyside double on Betmate at the weekend as well. So be sure to check that one out at the weekend. Uh, there will be no game on this week, um, so we're not going to have a Thursday show. The reason being, I'm very very jealous. These two gentlemen are going on on a stag do uh, for for Gary's brother Peter. He's getting married this year. So me having a two and a half month old daughter did not give me the cards I needed, the pass I needed to go. So I'm very, very jealous. But in short for the podcast, it's not going to be on Thursday. We will be back next week for the big show. Um, Terry, let, let's start with you. A big, big game for Liverpool against Leicester. Leicester, one of those teams I just don't get. The manager today has just slated their players for a really bad performance against Nottingham Forest. But you've seen Anfield already this season. They're not a bad team. I'll just see that one going. Yeah, they're a weird one, Leicester. You know, it, 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 a bit indifferent this season, aren't they? Like, make, very mixed bag. Maybe, it, you know, it's, it's maybe it's symptomatic of Rodgers, really. You know, where he has these sort of, like, where he, he make them look really good, not quite get the results that he needs to win anything or, yeah. or you know, get them in the Champions League. And then he sort of just dribbles away. Um, and we're, I think, the 10th or something in the league now, aren't they? As you say, you know, we beat them in the League Cup quarterfinal and, and you know, we played well in that game. It, it, it was good. It was a good win. We were terrible, to be honest, when we played them um, at Anfield. Um, uh, sorry, when we played them away in the league just after Christmas. Um, I thought we were like just, I don't know, we just it was one of them games where it didn't look like we were going to win, you know, like no, no matter what we did. Um, and they obviously took all three points. So they are a mixed bag side. They've got good players. It'd be fancier, you know what I mean? And you can put it together. You can, can hear teams. Um, I think we'll have to be ready for that. Um, but, you know, like I was saying before, if we can put it together, you know, I, 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 I was against anyone, in, including City. If, if we can get all of our players, you know, sort of on the pitch, a stronger side, and and we decide we fancy it, there's nothing down for anyone. Um, so it just depends. I think it's more dependent on what Liverpool team turn up, um, and and what we, you know, what 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 mood we're in, um, as opposed to you know what what Leicester team turn up. Um, and so I'm just hoping that we do we do go there with, and we put a strong side out and. And basically just take the game to them and, and, and do what we know we, we're capable of doing. Um, and if we do that, I fully expect that we'll take all three points. Yeah, that's I lost, don't they? Sorry to interrupt. Leicester look absolutely lost at the back. Well, they've had injuries and all that, but I, I mean, they look they look awful. The, the, the times I've seen them this season. I think if you get at them, I can see it being a, a pretty high score. Yeah, but Rogers. I, I was going to say something similar, to be honest. They, they do look a bit lost. But I think for me, Rogers' ego is what we've got to watch out for. He's he's very he's very much an egotistical manager, and he'll want to do something against Liverpool. He just he just will be in a former manager and things. I think that the fact that he's come out slating them after the Nottingham Forest game that that's to try and get a reaction, isn't it? That that's what he wants. He, he's come he's done it publicly. He's tried he's tried to do whatever he does on the training pitch. It hasn't worked. 
he's done it publicly now and he's going to try and get a reaction out of them so i think we've just got to be a little bit careful going into it but yeah as you say terry i think if if we if we turn up and we put a, a decent performance in there's there's only one winner in that game yeah i mean I, i'd take your point and obviously you know against his former club he's going to want to do something rogers but there's only so much he can do and i don't look at that leicester team and think it's full of surprises or formational tweaks or things that he no. can do that's gonna like you know sort of upset us as i say they can be at their absolute best if we're at our best it's it's a no contest we're a better yeah. team than them you know what i mean we're even allowing for the fact that Mane and Salah aren't there i still think we're a better side than them so i, I think you know for me that could go one or two ways in roasting them after after they've gone out the you know the the, the cup there it's like sometimes players don't respond to that you know sometimes yeah. they sort of you know they get a cob on and they feel a bit hard done by and stuff and then you can almost end up in a situation where the players go you know well against your old club yeah we'll make a show of you so do you know what i mean it's like i'm not saying that they will i'm not saying that they're in that bad shape that you know there's real disharmony there but at the same time managers have to be very careful about you know leather and players publicly um because some of them don't like it and when you've already you're already a bit fragile anyway you're 10th you know what i mean the season hasn't gone the way they wanted to go they've been riddled with injuries at the back and stuff you know then players probably want a little bit more of an arm around them as opposed to a, you know available in the in the in the public so you know it'll be interesting to see how it goes but as i say you know with, with the, the you know the players that we've got coming back and being fit and available um you know if, if we get them all on the pitch and, and and we can as i say put it together well, i think we've got a good opportunity there to go and you know for once like sort of a comfortable win you know what i mean to, to go and and put maybe a two or, or two or three nil win on the board and that's what i want to see i want to see us go from minute one to, to the 90th minute no messing around at anfield and you know what i mean and do the business that's it. It doesn't even have to be like a, a high scoring victory, does it? It's just a, a dominant performance where you don't look at any danger at any point in the match. That that, that I think that's the main point you you're you're making there for, yeah. for the last couple of months we haven't seen. So yeah, I I would like to see that myself. And I, I think to be honest, if there's I think there's ever gonna be a game that's gonna happen in it'll be this, just with the way Leicester are at the minute and the fact that we we are sort of coming into a, an important stage of the season, I think now's the time for us to try and kick on. So, yeah, it, it'd be perfect if we could do it for Thursday. Yeah. What about uh, lineup? Can you see any any surprises? Uh, no, I think Allison goes straight back in, doesn't he? I think Robertson will probably play after Simicast starting on on the weekend. Um, Matt up fit? He's not injured, is he? I don't think he's injured. I don't think. He didn't have a great game, did he? A couple of, what game was it? it was a couple. Of... He had a couple, didn't he? He got he got dragged off at half time in one, and then he didn't have a great game the game after either. Yeah. Um. So maybe that that, that sort of just sort of took him out of the pecking order a little bit. And, and Kanata, I think we might start Kanata. I've got a feeling, even though he didn't have a great game. What I don't. It's one of them with Matter play coming in cold. You know what I mean? He, has, he hasn't played yeah. for a little bit. It's like maybe. Um. But. I think that that'll be interesting. It'll be Kanate or Matter. Um, but what about the midfield? I think Henderson will start. Fabinho will go straight back in for me as long as he's 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 fit. Um, I don't know whether I'd throw Thiago straight back in straight away though. Mm. I just I, I think you want to see that, don't you? I just don't think I would at, at the minute. I think he's got that he's got that ability at Anfield against like a team like Leicester where. Yeah, I think he's got that ability to sort of just dictate the you know the, the the game in terms of like keep the ball and keep it away from their dangerous players like the Tielemans and stuff you know like 
I, I can see us playing them just a little bit of nous and a little bit of sort of you know calm calm assurance in the in the middle um who, who would you play instead Thiago, i was just trying to think then talking about this is the tiago that i've seen for the past two years you're yeah. talking about this is the tiago that when when we when we first signed he played against you in the derby and you said he looks an absolute player mills that that tiago yeah What's Gomez looked to play against Jews. He did. Yeah. First game as well. He did. Mad enough. That was a hot tag. They had the bushwhackers. A hot tag. <laughs> <laughs> well, who would you play instead of? Because yeah, I, I was just trying to think. Then I, I don't really know because I'm, I'm not I'm not loving Jones at the minute. Um, Minamino's like just doesn't seem to be good enough, does he? Um, I think the forward line you're looking at Firmino, Jota, and probably. Probably Diaz in it. You've, I think yeah. he's got to start with, in I the absence of Salah and Mane. Yeah, I think he'll start. I think it will be, you know, as you say, Firmino, Jota, and, and Diaz, um, which I think I'm okay with. It, you know, I think that, that yeah. that's, that's a lively front three. Um, the midfield, though, I do think it'll be it'll Oxley be. Chamberlain injured. I don't know, but to be honest, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start him. I don't think he's good enough. You know what I mean? He's. he's, he's just I don't good. mind him when he when he when he has a bit of a run in the team. He he, he seems to get better. I think and. So no, he weren't in the squad yesterday, though, was he? No, for me, it's uh, the fact that Thiago came on. I think he's going to play. I think it'll be Thiago, yeah. and Fabinho if he's fit and available. Um, yeah, listen, I'm not saying I'm against that. By the way, it's just I'm just thinking more about making sure everyone stays fit. That, that's all. Yeah, but you you got to play. You if you've got you've got your strongest players available, you play them. I don't really want us to start with Milner as good as he's been for yeah. us. So really, he's a bit leggy when he's playing midfield yeah. now. Jones hasn't been good enough. Elliot's only just on the comeback trail. Cater, don't go near him. Um, Oxley Chamberlain, I don't know whether he's fit anyway, but I wouldn't start him. I'd, I'd go yeah. Thiago Henderson for being ill, definitely. Just one well, prediction. I was going to say the Burnley game on Sunday as well before you get to prediction. Try to quickly touch upon that. I know, I know it's hard to preview, but it's another big game, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah. You know, it's, it, it, it's one of them where. They're an horrible team, aren't they? And you know they they'll waste time and they'll drag it out and all that. And it's they're not a nice team to play against. Um, but you know we should have more than enough to go, to go and beat them. Yeah. Um, not a nice team to play against, but they're crap, aren't they? Yeah, and that's it. But, but, yeah, they are one of them teams that we don't do well against. Like as I say, the low block sort of side. So you know we should just go and beat them there, and, and no messing about. Um, it's one of them. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not expecting any any sort of drama from it. Hopefully, like, no. uh, obviously, we'd be watching it abroad. Um, so, yeah, we watch both of them abroad. Well, yeah, we will. Yeah, true. The other one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if anybody knows any bars in, in when you got this is Tenerife? Anyone that's going to show the Premier League games on Saturday or Sunday? Obviously, legally, please let us know in the comments or, or the email. The email is at team at across the park podcast. In Tenerife, Tenerife, massive mills. We might not even be going the same place. That's about 400 miles away. Trying to give the guys the hotel, trying to give them your room number. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the north of Tenerife, aren't we? I can't remember the place name, but yeah. Porta de la Cruz, I think. The ship in it. (laughs) (laughs) Gary (laughs) Buckton. Gary Judge, not me. Yeah, Judge, yeah. yeah, so it, 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 I'm not I'm not expecting any drama. Are you guys against Burnley? We should beat them, shouldn't we? Yeah, I, I just uh, they, they've lost their main outlet as well in Chris Woods to Newcastle. So if there was going to be any danger, they, they've lost it there. Not that he's not that he pulls any trees up like, but um, no, yeah, I, 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 yeah, 
hopefully. Proper but yeah, I'm expecting a victory for, against Burnley. Yeah. Um, all right, predictions then against Leicester. I'm going to say 2 0 Liverpool. I'll go. I'll go 4 0. All right. Ooh, I'll take yours over mine, Defo. Confident, confident Reds. Um, look, it's been a really positive podcast. The Evertonians are happy. The Reds are happy. We're all predicting big wins. The boys are going on a stag do. It's been a really, really good podcast. Uh, Thursday, like I said at the start of the show, or, or midway through, sorry, uh, there will be no game on. Uh, this week simply because the, the guys are going away on, on, on a stag too. We're back next week. We're not too sure who will be on. I'll be on. Pricey will definitely be on. We're not too sure what Reds we're going to do. It may be that we get a couple of guests on, uh, but the podcast will still be out next week as usual on either Monday or Tuesday to review the games that have been at the, at the weekend, the games we pre- previewed this week as well. Uh, Newcastle, Everton, Everton, Leeds, uh, Liverpool against Leicester and Burnley as well. So the pod will return on Monday or Tuesday next week thank you so much for watching or listening please subscribe if you're on youtube click that subscribe button it helps us so so much if you're listening on the audio podcast share it with your friends we we appreciate you sticking with us for we are coming up to our fourth season can you believe that guys four seasons doing the podcast and we've still got loyal loyal listeners which we really do appreciate so from myself via mills manju price from terry mcgiven and from gary murray we will see you again next week enjoy the football catch you then